This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy. As we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Hi, sisters. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to OK Sis, the podcast where Scout and Mads are sisters, IRL, and chat with rad female guests. I am Scout. I'm Mads. And yeah. Sisters IRL, we love using that word. I know. Like, you love using IRL. I love saying IRL. Yeah, it's like your favorite. What's what, is it called? An acronym? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called an acronym. Okay. Acronyms are great. I say BRB a lot. You do? Yeah. That's like the only acronym I use out loud. I say LOL. Yeah, I didn't. No, I don't say that. I used to. I don't say it as much anymore. Mm. But anyways, uh, should we do the word of the week real quick? Let us do it okay the word of the week is a plum and it means self plum a plum sounds like a plum yeah but it's a plum okay self-confidence or assurance especially when in a demanding situation Ooh. so it, uh it's a noun like yes. you are an a plum here's an example diana passed the test with a plum oh yeah is okay i think we crushed our new york trip with a plum there you go yes i love it so by the time Damn. you sisters are listening to this mads and i will be back in california but we just have spent the week in new york interviewing the most incredible group of women ever we Holy are shit. so so excited. lucky to have had such gracious time with all of these women. They were spectacular. Major entrepreneurs um, whose hustle is so admirable. I mean, I, can we just like take a moment to express gratitude that we get to talk to rad women every week and you guys get to join in on the conversation? It's so cool. I mean, I say this all the time. The podcast is an excuse for us to essentially talk to all of our girl crushes. It's all the best excuse. We could literally just be like, hey. Can I, in what other context could you hit someone up and say, can I sit down with you for an hour of your time and just chat about you and your life and give me the best advice and I can ask any questions? Like, never. Never. But a podcast. But a podcast. And we're so excited for all these episodes to air as we really think you guys are going to love them all. We interviewed some incredible women. That we did. What else did we do while we were here? We ate a lot of food. Mm-hmm. There's we, There was a lot of carbo-loading happening. We just had halal, which if you've never had halal, it's this incredible little food truck. With, well, there... Well, it's not a food truck. It's just like a stand. No, there's... Halal... The actual food is all over the city. But this one particular is called the Halal Guys, and it's like a famous stand next it's to MoMA. Right across the street from the MoMA design store. Yes, and we just ate our body weight in it. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Um, Haley and Justin are on the cover of March Vogue. And I am not here for it. Hmm. Why? Because I am not a Justin Bieber fan. The only time I'm a Justin Bieber fan is when Despacito is playing. Like, let's be real. I'm a Justin Bieber fan for Despacito and for Sorry. That is, I think, single-handedly the best song that has ever No, Despacito literally can't get old. I could listen to that every day and still want to dance every time I hear it. Yeah, it is true. But their relationship is just so, like, oh my gosh. It's either for publicity or they're on drugs or... I think he's on drugs and she wants all the money. And they didn't sign a prenup, did they? Because he's like kind of stupid. God, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's that very is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't know where Scooter Braun was during all this. Remember but he just when like we let were, that slide? Remember right when by. we were in Paris and Justin Bieber was like two blocks away from us, and there was what? Like, yeah, you don't remember that? No, I never saw him. But there was like copious amounts of women in this I alleyway looking up to his like hotel room. window. Yeah. Oh my god, why wasn't I there? Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm a big uh, J Beeb. I'm not a. I'm not. I don't have Bieber fever. 
You had Jonas Brother fever. Oh, Joe Bro. Yes, oh God, I you were obsessed with the Joe Bros. Oh, yes, I was. This is Nick all Jonas. Just like, Justin Bieber is just like a little bit too young for me. Yeah. Like, I missed. I missed the glory days of Justin Bieber. I was never. I think I'm also a little too old for him. Um, no, I think Nick he's more Jonas. In your, in your Nick Jonas was my like he was a god to me. Yeah, you were ups- Have you ever seen them in concert? Yeah, oh, yes, you I have. Was front row, and I bawled during a little bit longer. Oh, little bit longer, and I'm fine. Very good. Performance, performance by Matt. Oh my god, what a gem! What a the gem! The only person that I was super obsessed with as a child was Hilary Duff. Yes, Matt. Metamorphosis. Whatever. The, oh. I'm not going <laughs> to sing with you. Because Wait, but it, what, how does it go? I don't, I don't remember that song. That's the one song that I, oh I wasn't like super into. Metamorphosis. I anywhere well, but here. I'm, I'm falling, falling through the door, flying across the floor. When you look at me, suddenly it's clear. You're burning up my dreams, crazy as it seems. I don't want to be anywhere but here. Oh, oh, oh. Anywhere but here. here. Oh my god, give us a microphone. This is like so easy to feel like we're a pop star right now. I know, because the mic is really coming full circle. Oh my god, that song gives me like the chills. It gives me such good memories. It takes me back to my childhood. Metamorphosis. No, I don't like that song. We're not singing that song. No, I'm just trying to remember like what it is. Well, we can look at the lyrics after. Uh, Moving forward, moving right along. Um, this episode, you guys. Oh my god, Mads was dying. The you guys time. are gonna cry laughing. So, Jackie DeJesu, she um is the founder of Shower Cap, and which it's I'm a full convert now because yeah, she gave me a shower cap, and I've been flaunting it around our hotel room. Yeah, she reinvented the shower cap, which. I, if she made you it know, trendy. You probably, yeah, you probably like were like, oh, did it need reinventing? Yes, yes, it, yes did. it did. She patented this uh, technology that makes it, you know, super obviously durable in the shower, but chic af. And she is a delight, ladies and gentlemen. She is her energy her, is so gold. I really, I mean, I I think her and I are on the same wavelength. Yeah, she has the same um, energy Tenacity output for life. This is true. You guys are going to love her. She's stellar and also just wickedly smart. Yeah. She's brilliant. It, it's amazing. And her entire company is self-funded, which is crazy. She's so cool. Yeah. That's a really big accomplishment to kind of talk about. Talk about rad. Talk yeah. About rad. But anyways, we get into the evolution of the shower cap, um, how she initially recognized a gap in the market how she spent her time designing it and wanting it to make it super fashionable. And her vision for yeah. other branches of business that she wants to dive into. Yeah, she's a great businesswoman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jackie. Yeah. What Enjoy. It? Enjoy, sisters. Wow, my voice just cracked. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Enjoy, sisters. One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement, and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. 
While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Jackie DeJesu is the founder and CEO of DeJesu, a female-focused design and innovation company. Her first product launch, flagship brand, and team's current focus is Shower Cap, a fashion-forward reinvention of the shower cap that has been optimized for both form and function. Throughout her career, Jackie has been driven to create disruptive ideas by finding power in simplicity and a beautiful execution. In 2003, she channeled this same passion and set out on a mission to create a shower cap that wouldn't feel like a sacrifice of aesthetics or functionality. After over a year of meticulous development, Shower Cap was born. In less than two short years, her patented invention has grown into a multi-million dollar company. The unparalleled growth of Shower Cap has been fueled by the power of thoughtful design in both the brand and the product itself. So without further ado, Jackie. Hey. Oh my God, we already love you. We already love you. Same. <laughs> We're on the we same page. In. Also, thanks. Wait. <laughs> we are in the shower cap and it HQ. is cute. It is pink everywhere. It's so freaking cute. I feel cute. like I'm in a bubble gum. This packaging it's amazing. is Thanks. unbelievable. Thank you. We are so excited to talk to you. Good. I'm so glad. I'm so excited Yay. to talk to you. Okay. Round of current Thanks fixations. Me. Of, course. of course. Shall I start? Yes, you shall. Okay. So my current fixation this week, I'm going to give all the credit to Mads. Ooh. Fabulous. All the credit to you. Uh, my Everlane, Everlane jeans yes. are fucking amazing. I'm wearing them right now. Amazing. They are so comfortable, so flattering, loving the wide leg. And I'm also wearing one of Mad's Everlane cashmere sweaters. So I'm just head to toe Everlane and I'm loving it. Yeah. And you walked into the store and you were like, this is too preppy for me. I was like, get out of here. I know. I, 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 I uh, you shit judged. on it for you a judged. second. I judge. Yeah. I'll admit it. I'll yeah. admit it. But yeah. I've come around. And I'm now a convert. Amazing. And thank you, Mads. You're Look at all the influences scout. you have over my life. I know. Am I, an, am I an influencer? You are an influencer over my life. That's right. for sure. Oh, sweet. Okay. 
my current fixation. Ugh. Troy Savant. Do you guys know who nope. this is? Yes. Thank you, Jackie. Nope. Scout, Scout <laughs> doesn't know any of my current fixations ever. I am obsessed with him. He's a singer. I can't keep track of the men that you're obsessed with. I, <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> What about Noah Sensenay? Okay, yeah, oh, that's her ultimate that crush. My, I had to, now we're I had moving to, on. I had to like stop talking about him on every single podcast because it became the Noah Sensenay podcast. It became like, the Noah Sensenay podcast. I had to, I had to shut myself down. I like that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually a great podcast. My, I would to it. my husband and I have been together for twelve years. Oh my god! And the other day he was literally like, "Okay, that's enough now." Of Noah Sensenay? Yeah. Yeah. He's like. Can you oh, my that? God. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he's just I mean, he's dreamy. Yeah, he's so dreaming. He's I dreamy. mean, it's next level. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so but I feel like guy. we shouldn't keep talking about yeah. it because <laughs> he can barely fit through it. doors at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it literally we're perpetuating it and we're we're fueling his ego. I feel like he's going to get to a it's level. True, but that's that, the hot part. Yeah, he knows. He, he knows. it. OK, but wait, yeah. who's this guy? Okay, sorry. Troy Sivan is like this cute, like little gay singer and he's. A cute little case. Yes, if you <laughs> saw him, you would understand exactly what the description. Okay, meant. okay. I'd say he's beautiful. He's beautiful. Can we pull I, up a picture? Oh, I'll pull up a picture. Yes, on pull, my phone. Okay, okay, pull up a picture. So you understand. I saw him at the Real Real in LA, okay. and I was just oh my god, I was enamored by his by his beauty. He is very beautiful. He's a beautiful, long, lean man. And, okay. Um, he sings this one song with Ariana Grande that I just have on repeat. It's called We uh, Dance to This. And okay. you would really you like would him. know it. You would know it if I if I played it. For you. <laughs> you don't know that no. song? Yeah, I knew I <laughs> That is that's a good one though. Yeah, that's the that's that was the best yeah, that was the best of Troy Savon ever. That's what he looks We're showing like. a photo. Have you seen no, him? No, I've never seen oh, him. Scout. What? I am like the worst. Yeah. I, I don't know anything. Or the best. I feel like that's a good balance, though. That's a good balance. I'm we, the pop culture guru, and you're just like. I feel like I know me, a lot about bloggers, humble. though. Like, I follow bloggers, I don't follow Hollywood. Yeah. I'm, yeah, probably the opposite. Yeah, we're the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Jackie. Um, my current fixation is the Joanna Check facial massager. Ooh. Have you seen it? No. no. It does, as far as I know, it does, like, the same thing as a jade roller or whatever. But okay. I've never actually had a jade rolling practice. Okay. And it's metal, so it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, cool to the touch. So, nice. And it also is two-pronged. So mm. I have, like, pretty high cheekbones, and it almost, like, it almost, like, Captures pulls your- and, like, lifts up. And then I'm super obsessed with it because my neck was hurting, and I have, like, a tension headache last week oh god so i started rubbing it on my temples Ooh! and it like changed my life Dude. Oh my but god. it's really a facial massager for like keeping yeah your, keeping your stuff tight yeah nice so i yeah i'm a jade roller and i don't know i do it more so just because it feels nice yes yeah. i don't know so much if it's doing anything but isn't it what's it, what is up with this lymphatic drainage situation is this false is it true is it what is going on apparently it's true there's like lymphatic drainage massages that you can get yeah i've seen those on to Instagram. just like make yeah. your body skinnier i don't know what it is but it like isn't it it's toxins right toxins yeah, and inflammation it's, it's trying to flush out and it makes it less less puffy yeah face yeah yeah i struggle I from know. puffy face so maybe i, I should invest in one from puffy face especially after Super Bowl. Oh my God! <laughs> Who were you voting for? <laughs> no one. God, I guess. <laughs> I don't do. I don't really do sports. Yeah, so we hear you. I was like, go points. <laughs> oh like, my God! Literally. Which there weren't any of. No, there so. were none. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was the weirdest game yeah, I've ever watched. I was like, where's the Tostitos of Lime? Because yeah. that's about all. Yeah. Are you a Tostitos of Lime person? Yeah, that is. Can that be a fixation? That yes. that is my constant fixation. <laughs> I will facial massager. Tostitos with lime. <laughs> <laughs> One spectrum. Of A little high-brow, high, l- high low-brow. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Perfect. Oh, God. Okay, we got to get into We have to you. get into you okay. and shower cap and everything. Okay. <coughs> so you were previously an advertising creative director. I was. How did this transition happen? Um, it's pretty much the kind of typical adventure story. I wanted mm. something that didn't exist. Okay. Um. But I was uniquely positioned, I think, to to take a product to market because I was an art director. So in advertising, you can either be like a copywriter and rise to CD or you can be an art director and rise to CD. And they're two different paths. 
Um, one is more words and one is more vis. Visuals. Got it. Um, so I was the visual side. Mm. Um, and that's what this category needed, right? Like it needed design, it needed a rebrand. And then because I had worked in advertising on some of the largest CPG brands, mm. I understood how to m make a product sellable, mm. right? And what you needed to do in order to do it. Um, so yeah, I feel like it had like a really good groundwork that when I had the idea, I was like, yeah, I can do this better than anyone who's done it before. I just need to figure it out. Totally. <laughs> and how did you have the idea? Did one day you were just like, fuck so this shower cap that I have? <laughs> <laughs> My basically, yeah. um, my my mom is a hairdresser and a makeup artist, so I I grew up using a shower cap. I didn't wash my hair every day, mm. um, but I stopped using a shower cap when I had gotten older mm. because they were so off putting that I just didn't want to reach for one. Um, and I believe that a beauty routine should kind of curate a specific feeling, mm. and there aren't many other things in your life where you're sacrificing, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I very much felt that way with what was out there on the market, which resulted in me just really not using one. And then I started growing gray early, whatever. And now it's public because I've said it a couple of times. But um, it is. It is like it's not great. But that is part of it. Yeah. And I was complaining to my hairdresser that I was like needing more I'm going to need to re-record that No, 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 you're anyway, fine. Keep right? going. <laughs> um, there's a vacuum outside in the headquarter hallway, by the way. <laughs> if um, anyone can hear that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? We're good. Um, so basically, long story short, mm. like, I curate my life based on things that I enjoy. Like, mm. they don't need to be expensive things, but I believe that, like, if you're spending any time or any money on anything, that it should be, like, a experience that's better than not using that thing absolutely right yeah like if you invite something into your life it's not necessarily Marie Kondo but like it kind of is mm -hmm. in that like mm -hmm. how annoyed are you when you're playing with something whether it's tech or you know something else that you need to work and it just doesn't mm. um so because of that I kind of went out to search for a shower cap using the same terms and the same things that had always gotten me to that one that was worth buying mm. and I always say that with shower cap it wasn't um it wasn't that there was nothing out there for fashionable or best designed it was what the internet told me was fashionable and well designed sure um and it was how far away that was yeah. from excuse me from anything that I would consider good design Mm -hmm. um, or anything that my friends would consider good design paired with the fact that I knew that none of us were washing our hair every day. Mm. Um, that kind of set me out on the journey. Yeah. I mean, so Scout and I have, you can't see it now cause our hair is straight, but we have crazy, crazy, crazy curly Jufros. So Yours isn't as curly. Not anymore. Cause I've gotten it relaxed for, like, for years, but do you do we, keratin? We, now I do. I do Brazilian. I just I got don't. a Brazilian blowout. You just get it straightened. I get it straightened twice a month. So we've been, you know, we use, we're consumers. And you're like so right because I am embarrassed if my husband sees me in my shower cap. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I don't get embarrassed in front of my husband for pretty much anything. Right. And but you like, like I don't, I don't it. like it when he sees me in my shower cap. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not sexy. I mean, it's like the equivalent of granny pennies. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I just want it at CVS because I don't know yeah, where I got mine on like Amazon. Yeah. yeah. And it. There was so much wrong with the experience, <clears throat> and I think that because the bar was so low, no one even thought about what it could be. Sure. Yeah. Right? But at the end of the day, like, I like to think that where we have the most natural tie mm. to women who purchase us or mm. use us or considering us is that when you're in the nude, you're stripped of every other decision, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's like you're left with arguably the worst thing in your arsenal. Mm. But because we've kind of rethought how people can experience this category, it's actually something that, like, allows you to feel good. And what's, like, the creative process behind each cap? Do you design them? Do you have designers? How, how do you get inspiration? Kind of walk us through that process. Um, so for the silhouette itself, I was in development for over a year, just back and forth to the garment district to get it right. Um, but now how did you know what was right? I was designing for myself, effectively. Yeah. 
Like mm-hmm. I was designing for the taste that I had, my friends that mm-hmm. I knew, um, and and having as many conversations with women as I could. So mm-hmm. that informed a lot of like the problems that we fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like how we do it now is we approach things annually and seasonally. So we'll do like seasonal drops of colors that are relevant to you know solids that are you know jewel tones in a mm-hmm. fall or brighter during the summer um and then uh, the way that i choose the prints we work collaboratively now that the team is larger Mm -hmm. um but i'm always looking for a range that sits together in unison that like when we do our lineups and stuff they feel cohesive like they came from us with Mm. a point of view um, but unlike a lot of other fashion collections, and that's how we approach this as like a fashion collection, um, it just happens to be on a shower cap. Mm. We don't use the same prints in different ways and different combinations because that would be super boring. Right. So we always try to make sure that someone is like, oh, I'm definitely the muse or I'm mm. definitely the Delia. And that's been something that's been true since day one. The first collection was like very bold and abstract on purpose. Mm. Um, and it blew my mind the first time that people started writing into customer service. I was a team of one and they'd be like, I ordered the Kent. I ordered the Posey. Like no one was saying I ordered the floral one or I ordered the black and white one. Like Mm. everyone was picking up on the names Mm. and the vibe. Um, and that's been something that we've translated through because people really like tend to get attached to the one that they chose. How did you market this in the beginning? What was that like? Um, so I, when I was in development, I had a newsletter sign up Mm -hmm. that I basically, I basically branded it before I had the product finished. Mm. So I had the name and I had the logo and I put up like a little holding site that was like, what's your name? What's your occupation? Like, what's your hair type? And every chick that I spoke to, I would just have them sign up Mm. like nail salon hair salon standing next to me on the subway like it did not matter um so that was like the initial burst was like I had nothing compared to our newsletter today obviously or even like if I had an ad spend but we had like I think like 400 people oh wow Wow. that was on the initial newsletter list of like hey this is happening Mm -hmm. um and then I had started a private Instagram which was also similar was like I was in development of this patented product, so I couldn't really put it out there completely. Right. Um, But I kept it on private and I would invite the people that I knew and it created like this little nugget of like real buzz of Mm -hmm. people who were excited to see it. It's kind of like a beta. Yeah. But on Instagram, I kind of love that. Yeah. And this was also in 2015 Mm -hmm. going into 2015 like 2013 2014 we launched august of 2015 um and it was a different day Mm. you know like now if you do a pre-sale and you you don't have a instagram Mm -hmm. of however many people i think you're doing something wrong but this was not common back then back then back then then. yeah but a lot has changed you know like things that were kind of the innovative like thoughtful way to approach it now Mm -hmm. are just like the startup playbook Mm -hmm. for e-commerce brands yeah um so yeah so then i wrote a press release and i had a look book shoot and i like begged borrowed and stealed from everyone to basically make it a reality and we shot it at like this kind of like next level like fashion approach where mm. you wouldn't know that they were shower caps. Mm. Um, it is very true when you go to the website and you can wear it not even as a shower cap too. It's multifunctional. Yeah, yeah. girls. A lot of women use them for like conditioning treatments. Mm. Very good or sleeping. Um, but if you wear it as a conditioning treatment, it like also keeps the mess in and helps open up the cuticle mm. so that it penetrates deeper. Um, so but we've seen women wearing them in the, in the rain, too, which oh. is really cool. Oh, that's a great oh, use case wow. for them. Yeah. We need that shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. You know Kristen Noah Crowley? No. She's um, KNC Beauty, those like really cool lip masks. Oh, yes, 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 yes. She's like one of our biggest fans as she just oh posted the other day of her like underneath an umbrella, like rocking it. Oh, well, it kind of looks like a chic turban almost a little bit. Thanks. 
That's what it looks like. That was the point. That was it looks perfect. Like perfect. Well, there Scout we go. Got it. Scout got it. Thanks. Scout. Yep. <laughs> points Shout for out. me. Points Shout for me. Scout. Yes. Um, okay. So talk to us about your about DJ Zoo though, because that's is that like a branding agent? Like what what, what company? Yeah. So. <laughs> Consider it like a kind of behind the scenes parent company. Parent company. That's Got what I was it. gonna say. Okay. Yeah. Um, do and you it was do any other projects other than Shower Capital? We're working on things. Got it. Okay. Um, if my ambitions were smaller, I think we'd say. <laughs> we'd I say love that. If my ambitions, ambitions were, were smaller. smaller, that's a good one. Oh, but like, I love it's that true. Like, you. if yeah, <laughs> if it was if I thought that this was like the only million dollar invention mm-hmm. that I could ever come up with, then I would be like, okay, this is my juice. This is my mm-hmm. stone. How do I squeeze it? Like I'm going to launch a dry shampoo and I'm going to make matching slippers. And I, you know, mm-hmm. like none of that, like when we started popping off, people would play that stuff back to me. Like you should take the prints and put them on shower curtains. And I was like, I would literally rather off myself. Mm. Like there's nothing that would crush my soul more than taking this like patented thing that I created to solve a problem and then just rip off the superficial piece mm. and try to go sell sho- like shower curtains. Interesting. Right? That's yeah. a really interesting and way it to put took it. Me, it took me a really long time to figure out why. Mm. And I was like, am I standing in my own way? Like what is this thing? And – I came to the realization that is because I'm not like passionate about the the shower space. I'm mm-hmm. passionate about like female fueled design and innovation. That's what my background was in, right? I worked on Olay, I worked on Clinique, like like insights and strategy and so much of why we've been able to break through is because all of those things were lined up right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I like had a good idea for a shower cap. Because everything right. is execution. Absolutely. Talk so. to us about the more like your focus on female oriented design. Why yeah. is that something that's important to you? Um, I need to pull the stat and I should have it for things like this. Um, <laughs> but the amount of women that hold holds like hold patents mm. are is really low probably really yeah. low yeah so the stat is populated all over the place the amount of vc and the amount of funding that women yeah, get it's like but 2% like of funding right. goes to women right. founders yeah but i'd say probably close to 2% of patents go to women yeah. right it's mm-hmm. there's a there's a discrepancy there mm-hmm. um but also i i don't know if i can say this i worked on mitol mm-hmm. earlier in my career it was one of my accounts and my head client, the CMO, was a dude. Mm. He was, like, sitting across the table talking to me about how women feel about their periods. Oh, my God. And why. And why I would have literally vomited in front of his face. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I seriously would have. Yeah. But, like, a lot of dev teams are like that. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of, a lot of like, development in these larger yeah. CPG companies are yeah. not actually, like, for us by us. Um, and I think it's really important. I think we're seeing a lot more women kind of come out the gates thoughtfully with, with solutions, but I want to do more of that. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I've seen, um, resonate the strongest with my community is, is how honest I am about the process Mm. and how helpful I can be. And like, I really do try to put my money where my mouth is whenever my schedule allows to like stand for women Mm and encourage them to break through these barriers that like make them feel like they can't take this idea that they have and make it a thing that someone mm-hmm. can hold. Mm-hmm. And that's what excites me. And as I start to like continue like my, my founder journey mm-hmm. and what I want to stand for, yeah. I want to stand for more of that. Yeah. So what would you say, let's say there's a woman listening to this episode and they're looking to go into business and they want to be a female founded company. What advice would you give them? Um, it's a loaded question it's a loaded question question. i mean the first thing that i would honestly say is like they should just want to be a founded company like they should just want to found a company because the female the female founded thing does tend to be like pretty played out and Mm -hmm. a lot of women are um pursuing it because it's like hot right now Mm -hmm. totally um but it's a lot of fucking work excuse my language no no you're Um, good yeah i 
I would also say, I mean, I met with a woman this morning, so I'm trying to think of like what I actually said to her so that I can be the most honest. Um, you need to you need to not want the like the Title. glory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to want to do the work. You need to you need to want the hustle. You need to want the hustle and you need to recognize that going going on this path is going to change your life, whether it's for the better or for the worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's not really a mediocre kind of like petering out of an idea. It's either mm-hmm. going to take all of your time and energy and then not be a thing or take all of your time and energy mm-hmm. and then be a thing. And then you level out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting what you said about, you know, how being a quote unquote female founder is kind of trendy right now. It is like this this moment. But how, you know, and I, I agree with you. I would rather, alwa- I would always just want to be a founder rather than a female founder. Yeah. But then how do you create brands that are, you know, feel very female-oriented, feel very much branded towards the female aesthetic and whatever feminine means to you? Like, how do you find that balance between, like, a quote-unquote girly brand if you may yeah and then also just being a founder and that's it like that's who i am yeah you know i think it's all about how you talk about it Mm -hmm. totally so um we don't really talk about blowout preservation Mm. we talk about like body ownership Mm. right wow that's just that one statement bam that's very powerful right so like you'll never really see us be like protects your curls sure but we do talk about like this moment of mm-hmm. being stripped down and making the right decision. And mm-hmm. we say never settle. Right. And that translates to this shower cap invention, mm-hmm. but also like much broader in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's a phrase that my like husband rocks on a sweatshirt mm-hmm. and some of our like friends of the brand that are dudes like put on their hats. And like, it's something that everyone can kind of understand and get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like a good idea is a good idea and mm-hmm. you can lean into who your target demographic is. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm selling to 13 year olds, it's going to look different than if I'm selling to 65 year olds. Totally. But that's almost what defines it more than gender. I think I, I feel like I'm like, no, no, yeah, no, it's of, actually, I do want to solve problems for women. Absolutely. And we no, are. it's a, it, it's a really interesting balance. And this, this dialogue has just come up. So we're all kind of. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, totally. But it's so interesting. I've never thought of it. But when you put on a shower cap, it's actually an extremely intimate moment because right. you do strip down. You are naked. You have nothing else on except this one thing. And you're trusting it so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Like you're oh, trusting yeah. it almost as much as a seatbelt. Yes. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? No, we really like, are. So true. It's like, if I get hair, if I get one, one drop, drop of water on my fucking hair, yeah, it's no. going to be done. I'm with you. We, we trust it a lot. It's yeah. so true. So you have to like show up in that moment. And mm. as a product, like people expect a lot from us in that moment. Yeah. Um, but I also think that when we do right by them, it creates like a sense of loyalty that Absolutely. would never have been there in the category before. Yeah. Um, so I think about those kinds of things a lot. What has been the most gratifying experience since starting this venture? There's honestly, there's so many. Yeah. Um, do people take selfies of them like naked with it? We call it a shelfie. Oh Oh, my God. That's so cute. I love it. That's adorable. Thanks. Yeah. We definitely want more of them. So if anyone's listening and you have one, please, please tell me. Send them Um, your way. So there's a couple of things, I think, I mean, so many things. Mm -hmm. Like when the patent got approved, like all of those Mm -hmm. things, when Fast Company hit the day after the site went live, which is like a huge part of our story, but also something that I thought that I was going to be like climbing uphill both ways for, for like years before I ever got it. And it literally came like this, the day after we launched. So there are those types of moments. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think at this point, especially because we've been self-funded since day one, it's Mm. any opportunity that I get to see the reach. Mm. Because at the end of the day, you get desensitized to the numbers Mm. and what would have like made you cry or so happy. It's so many caps like a year ago. Like if you're growing the way that we're growing, like everything becomes relative. 
Um, but when I get like pleasantly surprised by by that reach, like mm-hmm. I was in, um, I was on the beach in Bali. Casual. Cash. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were there for business, but we basically extended it. Yeah. Um, and I met this girl next to me on a lounge chair and she was like, what do you do? The whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, wait, get out. I have one. Oh my god! Oh. And she pulled up. She pulled up her Sephora like app or like yeah, like order. her Sephora order confirmation. Oh my god! And told me the print that she had, and like meanwhile so she's sweet. gushing about how much she loves it. But something about being that far away from home when I was trying to like find perspective, mm. and that's something that I've been like searching for a lot to have that happen just felt really special wow oh my god I right that kind of gives me chills just to like be across the world and yet to connect with someone based off your product I mean that's a big deal that's yeah a huge deal yeah I want to go back to the self-funded aspect like was that a conscious choice or because like I I think that's that's that's, that's impressive. very admirable yeah very and impressive I, also, I don't get I was talking to Scott about this like I don't get why everyone is so obsessed with getting VC backing like I once heard um, a venture capitalist relate it to if you take investment, it's like cutting off your finger each <laughs> time you take investment. And it's like you don't want to have to do that because you no. give away so much control. So it's like people that are self-funded, it's very impressive. Very like, impressive. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I've just been like conditioned to think that VC backed is like a whole thing. Like, of course, for growth and whatever. But it's like, no, if you could do it on your own and have like 100% ownership, like, thanks do it well we do have equity for okay like our employees right 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 so it's not quite a hundred percent but it's definitely a lot um yeah i take a lot of pride in the in the fact that we're Mm self-funded but it's for me it's because it validates like how much people like the product right i think that there's you all you you hear about those kind of like products that you buy and they're disappointing because you bought them on the internet and whatever Mm the and I'm not here to talk shit about anything. Mm. But a lot of that is because, like, the spend, the digital spends are so high that mm. the sheer volume of eyeballs that they're putting in front of, mm. ha- like, makes the sales. Sure. Like, it's a ratio game. Yeah. Um, but I would say that VC funding isn't right for everyone. Mm. And I did a pre-sale that was very fortunately extremely successful. Um, we sold out like almost immediately. Wow. So, and it was supposed to take me for like six months potentially. <gasps> wow. Yeah. What an accomplishment. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my God. It's Girl. been crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's been wild. Um, <laughs> but I would say that like, I still had it on the table at that point. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I still think about it sometimes. I have conversations when I find someone who has a really good portfolio of like like-minded brands. I'll have a conversation. And I think it's always good to not close doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as of right now, I do see a lot of value in the fact that we're able to continue to build this way. And also we're recruiting pretty heavily. Like I'm hiring a lot of people and it doesn't matter what department I'm hiring for. Like it helps them understand the story better become more invested in what we're building, have more ownership over the work. Um, And also everyone seems to have like their own individual war story about like funded versus not funded or, you know, or a time where like hierarchy stood in the way of them doing their best work. And like at the end of the day, those are the women that I hire, like women that are just super ambitious and, and want to get into it. Um, So it's nice when they feel like there's not really a lot standing in the way of that. Absolutely. Um, How many many employees do you have? We have 11. Wow. That's a pretty good size. Thanks. They don't fit in here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're moving. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you're expanding. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's like uh-huh. Sophia Morosa. She didn't take any funding out for like the longest time. Yeah. Everything was self-funded just based I mean, off the growth of the company. Jenner. Oh, yeah. The look at Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's totally self-funded. Um. <laughs> people are like, people are like, uh, like 
impressed with the fact that she owns 100% of her Kylie Cosmetics. I'm like, why are you impressed by that fact? Of course she Of course she does. Course why she, would she why ever would, take Why would she ever take investments? Why would anyone ever need to take investments if you're Kylie Jenner? Yeah. No, it's no, true. It's really yeah. true. I I think it's, you know, it's something that you should always make sure that you're building enough that you can you can get the attention mm-hmm. um and that you're always growing fast enough that you c- can get a meeting if you want it. Um, but I will say that if you know how to build a brand and you have a strong vision for what you want that brand to be, mm-hmm. that it's not necessary and whatever phase you're going into is always going to be like a really good phase mm-hmm. because the longer you hold out, the more valuable it is as long as you're growing. Oh, that's a good point. You know? Really yeah. I always say that. When I first had the idea, no one understood how I could make a shower cap cool because they didn't see it. Mm. And then once I showed them, they were like, oh, okay, but it's a niche product. Mm. And then, or no, really it was when I first showed them, they were like, okay, well, let's see what it actually does in market. Mm. And then once it actually started like going in market, it was like, okay, you can dominate it, but it's like this super niche market. And then we started recognizing and publicizing that it's, 90% 90% of women don't wash their hair every day. So really it's kind of a universal need and it's a one size fits all product that like sells across the ages and like mm. we have international distribution and like it's grounded in something that's broader. Mm. But until you have the ability to prove that, like people wouldn't know how it could be cool. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you've definitely made it cool. That's for sure. Like I know, I'm sorry. I keep looking so, up. I keep looking up. So they're, they're all hanging up on the wall. They're I keep looking so over there. Chic. I Thanks. love it. Okay, Thanks. so talk to us about the manufacturing process because there is like a technology behind it as well. Yeah. So like, how did you even like begin to figure out what was needed or how to make that? Trial and error. Yeah. Like it's such a pat answer, but it's really true. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter what you're designing. Like, mm-hmm. you need to be able to say like this microphone doesn't work the way that I want it to. And like, here's the first time that I tried to solve for it. And Mm -hmm. no, this isn't quite right either. But how do you get from that one to the next one Mm -hmm. is like, is feedback and making sure that you're communicating what that end goal is and like pulling in collaborators and being resourceful and just like trying to learn as much as you can from anyone that's around. Um, I always say that I met I met my first technical designer from a chick in my boxing class. Oh, wow. Like when I first had the idea. Yeah. Damn. Because I knew she worked in I knew she worked in fashion. It was like the only girl that I knew that like really worked in the production side of fashion. Wow. And I was like, hey, didn't you say you worked in fashion? Like I'm working on this waterproof thing. I can't tell you what this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's under NDA. It's waterproof. And she connected me with this girl who was, you know, working at like women's Reebok or something as a Mm. freelancer and had like a bunch of like active work clients. Yeah. How long was it just you? Uh, About a year and a half. Well, from 2013 to 2016. Wow. What was that like? Because I feel like there's an aspect of depressing. Yeah. 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 Well, there's an aspect of entrepreneurship (laughs) that. That can lonely. be lonely in the beginning. Yeah. You know, what was it like just working People just say you? People lonely at the top. I'm, um, I'm an only child. Okay. Mm. Okay. So I don't mind my alone time. Mm-hmm. It's like part of my process. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like an, I'm not like an extrovert. Like I'm an introverted extrovert or whatever it is. I am too. Ambivert. Is it an ambivert? Well, ambivert I'm is just an introvert. You, <laughs> ambivert is you have qualities. You don't seem like an introvert. Oh, my God. Oh, Scout you is don't even know. most introverted I'm, introvert. I, this is good for me, two people. You put more, and I get exhausted. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, too much energy, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it drains she, And me. she needs yeah. to be alone to recharge. I, see, I'm the same way. I need I need to recharge by being alone, and that's exa- that is what an introvert is. Yeah. But I'm also like very loud and outgoing. Yeah, I'm so whatever you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys are the so same. We're yeah, the same. so it's like I I say I'm an ambivert because I have both qualities. Like I'm yeah. I'm very outgoing, but I also like love to be alone. Yeah. So it's interesting. Me too. So then I guess yeah. I'm an ambivert. Perfect. Yeah. We've labeled you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so because of that, yeah. Right. I guess you were able to kind the, of the. I was I wasn't like panicked when I was alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'd also say that, like, not having a major headcount in the very beginning is what allowed me to, like, take these nuggets and, like, find the right people and, like, 
make sure that I was able to just focus on making more caps. Mm. Like if I had a payroll in day one, it would not, it wouldn't wouldn't have worked. worked, It wouldn't have worked. Yeah. So everything happens for a reason. Like there's no right way to build a company. Yeah. Yeah. There's no right way to like develop a product, but I know I feel like people forget that, that people think that, in order to start a company, there's like a specific formula that everyone else knows that I don't know. And that's what stops you from starting. Yeah. But what I've begun to realize, like with this podcast, just talking to entrepreneurs, like there is no right or wrong path. No. And there really isn't an answer. <laughs> but yeah. there, there are things, there are things that you can do in the beginning to set a certain foundation. Yeah, sure. And, and you should. And you yeah, should do certain things like um, like a competitive landscape or yeah. doing your research on other companies yeah, and what the market has out there. There's certain things and I feel branding like. branding and being able to position branding, yourself yeah. in a target demo. But yeah. it's just so interesting. There is no one I would also make sure, make sure that it works. Like mm, make sure yeah, that you do what you it. say you do. Mm-hmm. If you have yeah. a service and you're coming out the gate saying that you're the best and you make the best, sexiest Instagram feeds and you're a content queen, then you better be a content queen. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's like the fire festival of it all. <laughs> it's I true. got to I watch know, that documentary. You, there's what? two. There's I haven't two. watched it yet. I know there's oh, two. One. one why? How is there two? Why is there two? Um, I'm so perplexed by this. I actually know way too much about this. I know this. way too much about this. I could talk about Firefest. How much TV do you watch? So, so much. I don't so watch that much so TV. Much. There's two. There's one on Hulu and there's one on Netflix. Which one's better? They're both good for different reasons and you should okay. watch them both with. To get the full picture. With hubs or someone that you can have like a real dialogue it is okay watch it and we'll do like a deep dive oh yeah you could do like a fire yeah like a special exclusive essentially what happened is hulu got the uh billy mcfarland who who ran the fire festival they got him to talk to do an interview in the hulu one but they paid him so it's kind of controversial because you're not supposed to pay your um Interview sources, guests. whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Netflix. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so people are like, "Who? Like that was so wrong of you to." So whatever. it's biased. Yeah, but then Netflix's was produced by Jerry Media, who was the marketing agency that put on that did the whole development plan behind. You know, fuck Jerry. Fuck yeah, Jerry, his marketing his media agency. company. Okay, and okay. so people think that Netflix is biased because it's told from their point of view, and the whole message behind netflix is like we didn't know anything was happening we just like put out the marketing like, okay don't tell campaign. me everything well yeah. no but that that's the gist and then the hulu one is <laughs> don't like don't tell me <laughs> don't give it away <laughs> i'm giving everything away they had this big yeah. big music festival and then it didn't yeah. happen yeah i know Spoiler that alert. that much i know that much i know <laughs> Do I could talk about it. I'm like obsessed with the new okay, I'll have to Anyways, watch it. Yeah, you should. That's it's like, so good. That's like now my verb for things. And I'm also, like, don't awful. fire festa. What? what? Don't fire festa. Festi- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just like follow through on your promises yeah. and what you're, mar- what you're saying. Yeah. And, and be honest. Do. Be honest, whether it's business or as a brand tone or mm-hmm. like in an interpersonal relationship, like authenticity is better than bullshit Mm -hmm. always. I mean, that's my personal belief. Like I have yet to be in one instance viewing it Mm. or, or directly involved where like being honest and respectful isn't the best path forward for Mm -hmm. like a good communication. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice. We, we talk about authenticity a lot on this podcast and how it's really, it's an interesting buzzword that's happening these days but it's really just you either are authentic or you're not. See, right? I don't, like that's it. But that's I don't. I don't necessarily completely agree with that because yeah. I believe think it's a spectrum. I, I think I think so. it's a spectrum because sometimes when you're starting out a personal brand and the brand is your voice, it might take you a little bit to figure out what your voice is. Yes. But you might not. You might yourself. not know what that voice is, and you might be trying on different hats to find it, and that might not be the most authentic version of yourself because you're still in pursuit of who that person is but so i would say that the i would say that the pursuit is, is authentic. authentic okay yeah. that makes That's sense i can I see that too. i can see that i just right because like, you're not like 
Unless you're pulling from like archetypes that exist and mm-hmm. trying on other people's brand personas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's not. Yeah. But, but I, I think, think that we're all influenced by one another. So what totally. we see, mm-hmm. we're, what, what you post on Instagram has been influenced by somebody else's post. But that doesn't mean it's inauthentic. It doesn't mean it's inauthentic, but you do unconsciously pull from other people's inspiration all the time. So therefore, like, where is that line? But it, no, it's just if it resonates with you, then it's authentic to you. Okay. And that's who you are. I'll take that. Okay. We just got into a really big philosophical debate right there. Yeah. What? You did not (laughs) win that (laughs) argument. (laughs) Oh, my God. We settled. (laughs) She does this to me all the time. No, I just think it's a funny banter. Yeah. Yeah. Very sisterly. Yeah. Yeah. Very sisterly. As an only child, is this... Do you wish you had Is a sister? Is this what you wish? <laughs> um, Careful what you wish for. <laughs> I've never really wanted a sister. Really? That's that's great. Yeah, I had a I had a really good friend in high school that had a sister that she's really close with, mm. and it only seemed fun sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, like growing up. No, like growing up, it was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> well, because growing up was. was do you agree with that, Matt? Yeah. That like growing up together was oh, kind was of a nightmare. nightmare. I can imagine. Oh my god, I would the beat amount her of up. fights. Yeah, she would literally beat me up, dude. Like she would win in a wrestling competition. I'd be like on the floor getting punched. <laughs> That's what it's like having a sister. Now we yeah, don't fight. Like, now god, we don't fight. Know. But like back in the day, man, we went at it. Yeah, yeah. most I most siblings. Yeah, that's how it is growing up. It's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's 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 bring it back. <laughs> bring it back to shower um, cup. So, do you have like a beauty hack or self care tip you can share with the masses? I mean, you don't wash your you, like just don't wash your hair every day. Right. You save yes. so much time. Totally. Like I know that's very in line with my own personal agenda. No, no. it's scientifically proven. It's that scientifically makes- proven. It's better for your hair. Mm-hmm. It grows thicker, stronger, like shinier. The less heat and the less bullshit that you can put on it or in it, Mm -hmm. the healthier it will be, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, there's one, like, super easy thing that you can do multiple times a week that help your hair be, like, its best. best. Yeah. Um, The other is to spray dry shampoo when it's clean. When it's clean? Everyone always sprays dry shampoo when it's dirty to absorb the oil, but... Apparently, we've tested it obviously multiple ways, <laughs> but if you spray it when it's clean, then it prevents oil. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a hack. That's a big hack. I, yeah, that's I, a big I hack. I could use an entire bottle of dry shampoo when my hair is oily. Like, yeah, yeah, easily. So, yeah. Uh, so we have curly hair. So we've been, to, uh, or at least I was taught from a very young age to only wash your hair like maybe once a week like yeah if you need to because curly hair is drier and it doesn't need to be washed as often so i've been, we've been on this train since like 13 years old like yeah. barely washing our hair yeah our jufros are just kind of out of control yeah it's been a con it's been a long it's been a journey it's been a long time journey yes, yes. lifetime journey yes. Yes. yes yes um okay what is next yes what can we cap? expect from shower cap something oh my god well we're moving into the new headquarters which i'm really excited Yay. about Yay! that's a big step it's a really big yeah. step um, because in this space, we have enough room for the team to grow, but we don't really have enough room for the kind of like programming and panels and right. all of these things that we've been excited and talking about for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So really using this headquarters, especially because it's such a great location, yeah. um, as much more of like a hub. So cool. having more influencers in to like actually spend time with us and for us to get to know them and like hosting panels of whether they're female entrepreneurs or just like really inspirational women. That's something that I'm really excited about. I love that, I love that mm-hmm. you're not just chained to the product. There's a whole community surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Mm-hmm. It feels bigger than just this product. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of reframed the way that I was looking at things last year um, because, again, I was, like, searching for this perspective. This is, like, super deep. But with every shower cap we sell, like, I've now reframed it that, like, our voice gets stronger, Mm. right? Our presence gets 
bigger and more powerful and the more women that this story touches that might have a product idea like without us having to go on Shark Tank and kind of do it that way but like that piece of things is like kind of what inspires me right now mm, is like that. yeah growth in a real growth in a real way mm-hmm. yeah in a way, totally. that, in a way that just kind of works for the business yeah and hits you it makes you it, it makes it more meaningful yeah and have like intention behind it. yeah we're yeah. big on intention yes yeah, we're big on intention here too it's Love all it. about vibes yeah all about the vi- hashtag vibes hashtag, hashtag vibes, vibes. Okay, let everybody know where they can find you and Shower Cap and the whole nine yards. Um, you can find me at my personal Insta, which is DJ Zoo, D-E-E-J-A-Y-Z-O-O. One more time. D-E-E. <laughs> I really need followers. We can, well, we'll link it in the show it's notes. It's like so embarrassing, but I really need followers. Follow we her. all need followers. We're with you, girl. We're Don't worry. You. We'll put this, we'll put it in the show notes for people to follow you. If you, if you follow me and DM me a business question, I'll probably write back. Oh, if Ooh. that's not, if that's not incentive. That is incentive. Free business advice. Free business advice. Guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah. So D-E-E-J-A-Y-Z-O-O. And if what we were talking about with shower caps is inspiring to you and or you are currently not washing and just like putting your hair up in a top knot just begging that the shower doesn't hit you and like trying to back bend to avoid the shower stream then um we have a solution and you can get that at showercap.com and has three h's s-h-h-h-o-w-e-r-c-a-p.com yeah love it oh wait i wait one last question what's up why the three h's um, because it's core. discreetly beautiful and because it makes less noise when the water hits it. So Ooh. traditional shower caps make like a crazy snapping noise. Yeah, you're right. When the water hits it, which is like anything but what the experience you want in a shower is. Yeah. Um, and ours is much more. It still makes a noise, but it's much more of like a soothing kind of pitter patter. Very cool. Very Love cool. It. Love it. And you can find us at OK. I have a reason for everything. I mean, that's amazing. No, you, you should. should. You have to. You have yeah. to. No, it's true. Oh, my God. Thank you so much Sorry, for doing wait, this. You want to say no. OK, so say it one more time. Oh, oh yeah, you we have to plug ourselves. We have to plug ourselves real quick. Guys, if you're not following us, you know where to find us. OK, Sis Podcast. OK, Sis Podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Bye, sisters. <laughs>